With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform, Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. That can be a really hard process to really say, okay, I'm going to be single. And you even kind of mentioned, you said, I'm single, but I have friends. Mm -hmm. What does that mean when you say I had friends? Does that mean like, okay, like every now and then I might have that friend that I'm going to call when I really want to go to the movies or I really want some sex. Or I have I have this gala that I'm trying to go to, and I and I really don't want to go alone. Is that what that means? That's a good question. You you trying to get get all deep, Dom? Yes. So that's what that means. You hit it spot on. And for me, in the beginning, that's kind of what I did because I felt like having. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your, your hosts. hosts. Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist. And Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. be. So last week, we had a question from one of our listeners, and that question was, I recently got out of a really bad, toxic relationship. I'm embarking on this somewhat lonely journey to independence and inner peace. And oddly enough, I'm tempted to reach out to my ex, even though I know he's bad news. How do you move on from a toxic person? Ooh, this is a good question. I think many of us have been there, done that, might still be in the situation. But I think the first thing that I want to do when I think about the perspective and what to do in the situation is to take a look at your options. Like, what are your realistic options in a situation like this? Right. And so I think the first might be you can reach out to your ex. You probably know exactly what's going to come of that. It'll be great in the beginning. The makeup sex is going to be bomb. And then you're going to be in the same position that you're in right now, where you find those things that he's doing or she's doing that's uh, adding toxic. Okay, this is a hard word for me, Dom. Can you help me out here? Toxicity. There we go. Toxicity. Okay. Thank you, girl. You know, sometimes those words are a little tough. Okay, so yes, they add what Dom just said to your life. So that's one option, right? Now, the second option, you could not reach out. You can sit with yourself and try to figure out why do I want to reach out? 
why am, what am I looking for? Is it the sex? Is it the familiarity? Is it the companionship? Is it really the person? Asking yourself those tough questions. That's right. That's super key. So I feel like in most situations, I think it's really important in general to think think critically and not necessarily emotionally, right? When we get in those tough situations. So those are two options. Do you have any other insight or? Yeah, I think my option would be to dive deep into yourself. And we talk about in this podcast, this being her space. So the space for healing. And that's what I want us to kind of focus on. We can, just with this this question alone, we can dive into so many different areas. We can talk about what it means to be an independent woman. We can talk about what it really means when you reach out to an ex and Mm -hmm. try to keep an ex in the picture. We can also talk about toxic relationships in general. But today, I think I want us to focus on healing ourselves. Mm. And what does that mean to focus on ourselves? And so that leads me to our quote of the day. If you're like me, you really enjoy Sex in the City. And I was a big Carrie Bradshaw fan. Looking back with my training, I can see where there were areas where she needed improvement. But this quote that she came up with really resonates with healing of self. So the quote says, I got to thinking about relationships. There are those that open you up to something new and exotic. Those that are old and familiar. Those that bring up lots of questions. Those that bring you somewhere unexpected. Those that bring you far from where you started. And those that bring you back. But the most exciting, challenging, and significant relationship of all is the one that you have with yourself. And if you find someone to love the you you love, well, that's just fabulous. Ooh, that was a mouthful. That was a mouthful, but that's so deep and it's so good. Wow. And I'm thinking about the quote. I'm looking looking at the quote. I'm thinking about the different relationships that I've had that have been each, each aspect of those aspects. Of those. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's very interesting and it's so true. What does that quote mean to you, Dom? As I was reading it, and and I was thinking about the question that was asked for today, the thing that came up, the piece that stuck with me is those that are old and familiar and those that bring up lots of questions. And so I feel like our listener who asked that question Mm -hmm really might be trying to figure out, does she want that old thing back, Mm -hmm. right? And if she gets that old thing back, what does that really mean? What does that really say about her? What does that really say about that her partner? Mm -hmm. But before she can even think about all of those things, what would be helpful is really for her to focus on herself. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. So I'm thinking about 
this quote makes me think about this time in my life. And I'll give you some context just so you can kind of walk with me. I don't know what it is, Dom. I don't know if it's the subject matter, but like I was last week, I'm getting so emotional thinking about the content and the subject. I think I must just be like reflecting on my journey. So if y'all hear some some ugly crying on the other side, just know. A little bit of sniffling. A little sniffling. Just know I'm over here working through my stuff. But it makes me think about when I was in grad school. And at that time in life, I had just gotten out of this really bad, toxic relationship with a crazy ex who was very controlling and, you know, didn't want me to like look at anybody, talk to anybody, just like very over the top stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And after I got out of that relationship, I ended up moving to Maryland by myself. And it was the first time in life that I was by myself. It was just me and me. Wow. Own apartment, no one else around. I had to face my shit. And it was so tough because I was so used to being in a relationship that I felt uncomfortable being alone. I was like, I gotta be by myself in this world. That can be a really scary thing. Like, you know, how old were you, if you don't mind me asking? Yes. So I was, let's see, it was in 20, oh, I don't want to give too much, too many details. Some of my listeners are like, wait, let me see who let's this is. Let's do the math right, on let's this. The let's figure out how old she is. Right. It was in my early 20s. I was okay. in my early 20s. And so what I did was I was like, okay, I'm going to be very transparent, Dom. So I had just started having sex with my ex. And so, you know you might know how it is after you break up with someone. It's like, okay, I know I don't want to be with you, but we still have needs, right? So I was trying to figure out what do I want to do? Like, do I want to just have like a friends with benefits type of situation where it's like steady, not necessarily a partner, but just a steady connection? Or do I want to have another boyfriend? Probably not because I needed to work on me. And so at that time, I decided to be single. I had some friends, but I decided to be single. And I just had to face my stuff. And I was lonely. It was so hard, but I was just, I had to find myself. I dated myself. And that's what I call it, where I like literally took myself on dates. I journaled. I took personality tests. I got to understand who I was and what I wanted because I noticed that in the past, I was the kind of person where I would just kind of put on the emotions and the feelings of the person I was with. So I had to mm. really introduce myself to Terry. That's hard. That is a really hard process. And that takes you into a space of vulnerability that a lot of us tend to avoid. Mm -hmm. I know there's been points in my life where I've actively avoided the vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that in a couple of other episodes down the line. <laughs> so stay tuned. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama, to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced and black as the country we reflect stories should never be told about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get your podcasts lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that can be a really hard process to really say okay, I'm going to be single. And you even kind of mentioned, you said, I'm single, but I have friends. Mm -hmm. What does that mean when you say I have friends? Does Uh that mean like, okay, like every now and then I might have that friend that I'm going to call when I really want to go to the movies or I really want some sex. Or I have I have this gala that I'm trying to go to, and I and I really don't want to go alone. Is that what that means? That's a good question. You you try and get get all deep dive. Yes, so that's what that means. You hit it spot on. And for me, in the beginning, that's kind of what I did because I felt like having friends with benefits or just having friends to hang out with. Because not every not all the friends that I had were like you know sex. It wasn't all sexual. I tried to keep that to like one person, but I had other friends that I hung out with. And and I found that in the beginning, after I broke up with my ex, I kind of wanted to replace him in a way or replace the 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 time that I would spend the with him with someone else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself doing that. But then I felt like I was going into this cycle where I would still get connected with people. And I was like, but I still don't know me. Like, I don't know what Terry likes. What does she want outside of what everybody wants for me or what my family says I should do or what, you know, this friend says, like, I want to know who is the essence of me. And I did not know that. And so I think for me, I started off with the friends and then I moved away and I was like, okay, I need to be my own friend. I need to go within take myself on dates, you know, read books, 
figure out who I am. And I think that was what I needed to get to the next level. So it was kind of like a process that you had to go through, like a kind of like baby steps, really. Baby steps. And and easing yourself into it, mm-hmm. which we talk about all the time and encourage all the time that sometimes mm-hmm. when it's not easy to dive right in, taking that baby step, that first small step. That's right is sometimes all it takes to really start making some positive changes. For sure. And it can be scary because it sounds like you you had some hesitations there. Oh, for sure. But taking those baby steps and and I like what you said about like owning that you don't have to do it right away. Mm-hmm. That the normal pattern for a lot of us the natural pattern for a lot of us is we break up with someone or someone breaks up with us basically the relationship ends and because we don't like to be alone Mm. we get with someone else right away yeah if you're listening and that's something that you're currently experiencing know that you are not the only one who has done that Exactly. You are not the only one who has, as the church ladies would say, been backsliding. (laughs) You are not the only one. And I feel like sometimes people are so quick. Like when you're in a situation like that, I feel like people are so quick to say, oh, you got to move on. Oh, you got to just get over it. But it's like, oh, you took you. There was so much time invested in the relationship that it's not easy to just walk away. Like I definitely reached out and still had a connection and realized that, okay, we can't be friends right now because this is too, you know, with my ex, it's too fresh. It doesn't help with your healing. It doesn't help with the healing. And so I guess I would love to dive into some strategies. Like what can we do if we're not going to just move on? What should we focus on? And then what what should we do in the meantime, right? In the in-between time. In the meantime. Yes. That in the meantime is a process of or a space for you. That's the space where... You really get to know you and you learn to be compassionate with yourself. You learn new strategies for how to engage with yourself and other people. You know, one of the things that you mentioned was you did some journaling. Journaling is one of those things that for some of us can be really, really helpful. And for others, we don't like to write. So we're like, I can't, I can't with this. This is not, we might start, pick up that pen, put it down, walk away, come back. And you might, like, I know that over the years I've looked through my journal. I go years at times without writing anything. Mm -hmm. And then I have other points in life where I'm writing like almost every day. Yeah. There's no set way to journal. But when you're going through this, you're in the meantime, your mm-hmm. healing space, journaling can be helpful, even if it's just one sentence of today was a hard day. That's all it takes is a simple sentence. Today was a hard day. Exactly. That's so true. I agree with that. And if you don't like to journal, another thing that I did, because I was in grad school, so I had lots of papers to write. I was like, my hand tired. I don't right. like journaling. But I love to journal. So what I did was I created 
voice memos in my phone and you can save them. And that's my best. That's my thing now. Because sometimes when I'm walking to work, I think of an idea or I just kind of want to process something, but don't necessarily want to share it with anyone else. And you can store it in a secure space. I used to also record videos. And so I started recording these private videos that no one else has access to and put them on my hard drive. But I would just pop up the camera and just be like, hey, self. And just like we'd have a conversation like I was talking to a friend. And in addition to being able to get those thoughts out, it also allowed me to have a lot more compassion for myself because I was at a place in life during those that two years in grad school where I didn't really like myself. And so, you know, you're in this toxic relationship, you get out of the relationship. Now you got to face this person that you stuck with because I ain't going to, I mean, I can't get away from myself. And now it's like, okay, so I have a lot of rebuilding to do and watching myself on video and like replaying those, I want to say vlogs or video vlogs. It allowed me to see myself as another person because I have so much compassion for other people, but I always struggle with having compassion for myself. And so seeing myself on video, it was like, okay, yeah, you're a little quirky, you're a little little weird and cheesy, but that's you and it's cool. And I was like, okay, I I like myself more. So yeah, that was really helpful. Like moving towards that Mm self-acceptance and giving yourself, I like what you said about the compassion. Yes. In mental health, we talk about compassion all the time, like just Mm. being compassionate with yourself, forgiving yourself, forgiving yourself for anything you may have done that when you look back, it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Knowing that it's okay to move forward, that you don't have to beat yourself up for mistakes that we've made exactly or things that we've done that might not have gone so well yeah we might not be ready to call it a mistake but it's something that we know didn't go so well that is so spot on dom we gotta dive into that forgiveness piece real quick because i wrote this blog post about this and i saw this powerful quote in a book that i read about self-esteem and one of the quotes was we deserve forgiveness even from ourselves. And it talks about how you deserve forgiveness for your mistakes, no matter how painful the consequences, for three reasons, right? And the first is you made the best decision, giving your needs and awareness at the moment you made it. Oftentimes, we don't know what we don't know, right? So if we're, we do the best that we can based on based the on knowledge that we, we have. have. And number two, you've already paid the consequences for your mistake. So your error led to painful consequences that you're paying for right now. So you're going to experience the consequence and you won't beat yourself up and not forgive yourself. It's like, let yourself breathe a little bit. You have to, right? Right. We deserve forgiveness even from ourselves. And number three, mistakes are unavoidable. We all make mistakes. You come into the world knowing absolutely nothing and everything you've learned from standing upright to using a computer has been accomplished at the price of literally thousands of mistakes. And so it makes no sense to kick yourself for something you can only avoid in the cemetery. It's like, we're all going to make mistakes for the rest of our lives. I think that's a real point. Like that, that idea, that recognition, that acknowledgement that we will make mistakes for the rest of our lives. And at some point we've got to accept that that's a part of life. But The cool thing about all that, right, is that with that forgiveness, we are constantly acknowledging that 
it's okay to make mistakes and that we love ourselves despite the mistakes that we're making, right? Exactly. And we're with that forgiveness, we're acknowledging that there will be more mm-hmm. mistakes. Because that's like like you said, like that's just a part of our everyday life. Exactly. As I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm wrestling with all this and I'm thinking about like man, like being in that space of mm-hmm. like taking time to heal that can be hard. Mm -hmm. That can be difficult to kind of like really truly sit with. How long do you think we should sit in that space? Now, here's the thing. I think that, I mean, it differs from person to person, right? Right. And so I can't even throw a number out there. But what I will say is, you know, I mean, most of us know ourselves, and I think that it's healthy to give yourself some time. But my personal rule of thumb is to give myself about, you know, a couple days to a week, depending on what the situation is when it comes to a breakup. I mean, if you've been married or to get or partnered with someone for years, it's going to take a lot more time, right? So I think it does depend on the situation, and there are a lot of different factors. But I think that you should set a timeline if you can. Even if you don't abide by it, like set something so that you have a goal and then do your best. And once you get outside of that time frame, that window, you got it. You do have to move on. It is important to move on because holding on to that hurt, holding on to the pain, holding on to the things that you experience in the relationship, it can keep you back and it can keep you from enjoying love and experiencing love and other ways in life. And so I can't really give like a that hard time frame. And I wouldn't give a time frame yeah. either yep. because- what I like to tell people all the time is to kind of let yourself feel mm-hmm. the feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in a lot of the distress that we experience in life is because we don't allow ourselves to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. I think about times for myself where I've been incredibly tense and frustrated and angry because there was something that I wasn't communicating to somebody in my life mm-hmm. or to myself. Right. And my body was letting me know with those feelings of tension and anger, which then can also lead to other physical health problems too. That's right. And so if we let ourselves give ourselves permission, that's part of that compassion that we talked about, right? Exactly. Give ourselves permission to feel the feeling. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying you can be you you should be hurt and you're going to sulk and be hurt for months. No. That's not how that works. Just so just so we're clear. <laughs> when you allow yourself to be hurt, to feel the hurt after that breakup. That may look like for the first day or two, you know, I'm not leaving my room. Mm-hmm. I'm in bed with my box of tissues and I'm bawling my eyes out on and off, right? Mm -hmm. For a day or two, that's fine, right? Right. But at some point, you've got to get up and you've got to keep moving. And for others of us, it may mean that, you know what? Based on my life circumstances, I give myself 30 minutes, shut myself off from everyone else, bawl my eyes out, And then I get up and I keep moving, knowing that 
at different points through my healing process, I may come back to those tears. Mm -hmm. And it's about figuring out how to let yourself feel the feelings. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, it's, it becomes unhealthy when in how you express those feelings, but you should still be allowed to feel the feelings. So for instance, if you're like angry, punching a wall because you're angry is not the healthiest way to express the feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you've done some wall damage and that might be a little expensive, right? That might get you kicked out of your place, right? right? Yes, yes, yes. You might need to get a cast on your wrist. Exactly. (laughs) But don't deny yourself that anger. Don't feel guilty about it. Like, don't make yourself feel like if you miss someone who was horrible to you and was a like it was the person you were always was a piece of shit, and you're like, oh, I miss this person. It's like don't beat yourself up. You were in love. There were obviously things that were probably positive about the relationship or certain feelings that you enjoyed. But don't beat yourself up. Try not to reach out, please, because we don't want to get back in the same situation. But let yourself feel it. Try to find a friend. You know, someone that you can process with, talk to, get it out of you and, and, and don't hold it in. Right. I think that is the biggest piece is not holding it in. And that kind of leads to that next piece of like spending time with friends and family. I know that sometimes when we enter into relationships, the first thing that drops off is the time that we're spending with friends and family. We start spending all our time with our partner And so that doesn't necessarily leave room for those people who have been around for ages. And so now that the relationship is over, now we have time. And so you can use that time as you're going through your healing to connect with those who love and support you because hopefully they're going to pour into you and help with that healing process. For sure. And I'm definitely guilty of that, Dom. I remember in this relationship specifically, I definitely burned some bridges, cut some people off because I was so engrossed in the relationship. And once everything sort of crumbled, it was like, damn, you know, looking around, I didn't, you know, jacked up the relationship I had with this person. I, you know, wasn't a woman of my word and I didn't commit to something I said I was going to do. So I had to kind of go back and in addition to healing and being compassionate to myself, I also had to take responsibility for the role that I played in where the relationships that were around me were, like the state of those relationships. And so I had to do some apologizing, again, taking responsibility and sort of rebuilding the connections that I have with those people. And that, like I said, that definitely helps in that healing process. That helps in using this time to truly pour into you. The other thing that we can kind of invest in, because more than likely, Something else we may have given up within that relationship is our hobbies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get so caught up in being with this other person that we don't develop any hobbies or the hobbies that we had, we kind of let go of. And so this is an opportunity as you're trying to reconnect with yourself to either reinvest into those things that you know used to make you feel good or... Use this as a time for self-discovery to figure out what do you like. That's right. Try something new. Right. Maybe take a pottery class. 
if you've always been wanting to learn how to cook, take a cooking class. Take a twerk class. Hey. <laughs> hey. Something that kind of stretches you outside your comfort zone a mm-hmm. little bit, but will also eventually help build up that confidence. Continuing to like pour, like really like pour into you. Yep. I know that sometimes we get so busy that it really is, especially if we're also like in a relationship, like being busy people, it's hard to figure out time to like do those things that are fun and exciting on our own, not, not necessarily connected with a partner, but those things that we do that's just for us. So maybe that twerk class might be what, what it is that you need to do, right? And to be honest, I feel like a rule of thumb, just my like best practice when it comes to relationships is have your own life outside of the relationship, right? Even as a married woman, like I have certain things that are just my thing that I do, whether it is go to the twerk class, which I do, um, whether it's like going to the gym, hanging out with my girlfriends, go to the spa. And my husband has his own. He goes, play, he plays basketball. He might play video games with his friends or go to the gym. But I think having your own hobbies, it helps you to just be your own person, right? But then also it gives you some time to kind of get outside of the relationship, have new experiences, and then you can bring something back to discuss, you know, with your partner or share with them some of the experiences that you've had. So, yeah, I think having, and as you're coming out of this relationship, usually this would be the good time to dive into those things and really reinvest because even if you are in that relationship and you set aside those things that you do for yourself, having those things that you do for yourself at a time when you're trying to go through healing can really, really help that process. Because like I said, it's helping you build up your confidence. It's something that you enjoy doing. So as we think about how we're like working on our healing is there anything you think that we missed in this healing process? Oh, that's a good question. So I think these are really great actionable steps, right? That we can all use at some, you know, at some point in our lives, depending on, you know, whether you're breaking up with someone or you're leaving a toxic friendship, relationship, mm. you know, intimate relationship, whatever the case. I think there are two, I want to say, takeaways or like mindset shifts that I would add to the list. And the first one is one of my all, I'm like a quote queen. I love quotes, but it's one of my all time favorite quotes. And it's something my pastor used to say. He used to always create these creative sermons with these amazing quotes. And it was availability does not equal suitability. And I was just like, okay. So when you dive a bit deeper, it's like, what does that really mean? Right? It's like, I know back when I was growing up in Philly, you know, just as a young girl, you know how it is now when you're young, guys will come over and try to talk to you and you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm good. Hey, Red. Hey, Red. You know, all that, you know. And so I would be the one that was just like, oh, I felt obligated. Like, oh, okay, if someone wants to talk to me, I got to give them my number, right? And so when you think about availability does not equal suitability, just because someone is available to you because something is in front of you doesn't mean that it's suitable for you. doesn't mean that you have to connect with them. It doesn't mean that you have to give them your time. And so if you think about it, like in real world, if you go into, what's your favorite store? I don't know. JC, JC Penny is super old. I don't even know why that came to mind. I was thinking about my grandmother. Shout out to JC Penny. Shout out to JC Penny. Are they even, are, is Penny's even still open? Victoria's Secret, let's say. Okay. You see a cute, I don't know, lingerie set or a cute robe, right? And let's say that it's like, 
an extra, extra small. But it's cute. Just because it's there, are you going to get it if it doesn't fit you? Like if it doesn't fit your value. I mean, we're talking about relationships now. Your values, your goals, like where you want to go. It's not compatible. It's not compatible. And so it reminded me like, oh, I should probably not try to force relationships when there's like, what are you, what are we doing? You know, like, what are you bringing to the table? Are we even compatible? You're not suitable for me. So that's one. Okay. The second is people will treat you the way you allow them to. And I know we all heard that before. Yes. We've yes. all heard that. But I actually realized this, like I tested this out like in action, right? So I always had a tough time speaking up for myself growing up. Very tough time like being assertive. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a guy that I was dating in school and he would always like, he would say little smart things and it was like, Kind of hurt my feelings, but I didn't want to say anything about it. He would say little smart things, and he would treat me a certain way that I didn't really like. And as I began, again, this was the time that I was building myself up, I began to build up my confidence. I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell him that I have a problem with what he's saying. And so I addressed, I approached him and addressed the situation. And he said something, Dom, that made me, almost, I almost passed out. I was just so blown away. And he literally said, he said, oh, one, I didn't, I did not know that was hurting your feelings. And he's like... I only did it because you did, you didn't say anything. You just let me do it, so I figured it was okay. And I was wow. like, damn. Like, I had all this power. That's real. All this power and didn't even realize it. So people will do what we allow them to. Right. We tell the world how to treat us. What you allow is what is going to continue. That's an amazing, amazing point. To add to that, I want to like tie that into refreshing our steps that we mentioned. So journaling those thoughts and feelings, right? Because if you have that instance where someone tells you Mm -hmm. about yourself and you find yourself feeling the feelings, it's okay to write about it. It's helpful to write about it, to acknowledge, and to kind of memorialize, remember what was said to you on that day. So that you can come back to that and say, yes, I, let me refresh my memory on why I don't need to talk to this person anymore. The next thing is investing time in your hobbies. So again, making sure that you are doing the things that truly bring you joy. Like I mentioned before, let yourself feel the feelings, but don't act on them. And then spending time with friends and family because those people who truly love and support you and who you allow to love and support you will continue to do so. And then the final thing that we hadn't mentioned, but I almost kind of feel goes without saying, is to seek the help of a mental health professional If you really know that having that assistance will further your healing process. I agree, Dom. And I actually did go to therapy in the midst of that situation. And that that was a pretty cool experience for me the first time in therapy. But yeah, I agree, hands down. And I will say that relationships, toxic relationships in particular, can definitely be a tricky situation to talk about. And so we would love to hear from you, ladies. So we'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review to let us know what you think about the content so far. 
uh, in our podcast. This is episode four. So leave us feedback on what we can do to improve what you like so far and be honest with us. We want to hear from you. And Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am not defined by where I come from or what happened to me. I get to create my own destiny. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, lady. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.